What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the All Coachella Inspired Podcast. This is episode one of the Cello Cast, and I will be your host, Grayson Gregory. Last night, I posted a teaser video to the Reddit and Facebook page, and thank you to everybody that has already reached out and given me some feedback. The first episode is just going to be a solo cast, but moving forward, I hope to bring on some more Redditors, uh, the moderators, and get you guys involved with this process, too, because I want this to be a For Us By Us podcast. A quick disclaimer, I am a one-man show here, so there is no producer, no editor. I do everything live, meaning I don't cut anything out, and if I fuck up something, I fuck up something. So if you hear a mistake or I mispronounce something, hey, it's live. That stuff is going to happen. For example, I totally butchered two names uh, in the podcast. I think at one point while discussing A Perfect Circle, I call Maynard James Keenan, I think Jason Maynard Keenan, I don't know who that is, but I caught that mistake, so I just want to let you know. And then further down the line, at one point when I'm discussing Tank and the Bangas, I kind of merge their name in with Tosh Sultana, and then they become Tosh and the Bangas. I caught it, I know it, but I didn't edit it out. So when you hear it moving forward, just know that I know that you probably know too. So don't hold that against me. I also discussed myself in the beginning in my backstory. I don't want it to be a look at me moment, but I just kind of wanted to set the tone so you guys know who I am and uh, who you're dealing with here on the podcast. Um, If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button in whatever your desired podcast app is. I'm going to have this on Android, on the Stitcher app, and both Podbean. It'll be available on iTunes, and each episode will also be available to watch the whole thing on YouTube as well. So, but enough with the show introduction without further ado i give to you episode one cello cast What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is the first ever Cellacast edition, and I am so excited to be doing this. I am your host, Grayson Gregory. Happy New Year. Happy 2018. Happy lineup drop. Happy fucking Coachella, huh? Is it too soon to be saying happy Coachella? It's January 7th today. Is that too soon? I don't care. I'm excited about it. So happy Coachella. Uh, We'll definitely be getting to the lineup here in a little bit. I also have a segment I've created for you guys called the Artist Spotlight, where we'll kind of delve into some lesser known artists down the list, and I'll introduce you to them. If you already know about them and you like them, hey, we got the same taste in music. Let's go dance on the polo fields together. A quick little number rundown for you guys, you weekend oneers. 95 days away from day zero. 95 days away. That's right around the corner. For all you new year, new me, how's that Coachella bot working out for you? Are you going to be ready when day zero comes around? If you're like me and you're going to Coachella weekend two, we're only 102 in wow, 102 days away uh, from day zero. So we're just a week behind them, obviously. So 
this is what I've been waiting for. Last year was my first Coachella, and I didn't even decide I was going to go until like uh, a couple days before, literally. So this buildup has been awesome, and finding this uh, subreddit has been awesome. So uh, before we get into too much, I know how some of you Redditors are, and I want you to know I got this approved by the moderators. Um, they... I'm going to be bringing some of them on, but this first one's just going to be a solo cast, but a few of the mods um, agreed to come on and be interviewed for it and everything, so I'll be bringing that to you in some future episodes, but I just want you to know that I did go through the proper channels, so don't downvote the podcast or anything. This is going to be a for us, by us type of, type of uh, program here. I was looking for something, and it was kind of like the just scratch... Um, scratch your own back on this thing you know scratch your own itch that's the phrase i'm looking for where i was looking for something to get excited about uh more so for coachella and i didn't find it so i thought well you already kind of host a podcast why don't you just be the podcast that um that's not there right now so if this is your first go around with this i want you to know that you can find it on itunes for you android users you can find it on stitcher and also each and every episode will be on youtube youtube takes a little bit longer to get put up there just from the exporting of the file and posting it for those of you that use youtube you know the pain in the ass that it that is and it's not like i got some blazing internet over here it, it moves at a snail's pace so it takes a little bit so it might be a day behind but i'll do my best to get it up around the same time so today is sunday like i said january 7th and i hope to have this podcast out to all of you tomorrow by january 8th so if this is the first time you guys have ever heard of this podcast or heard of me um at the risk of coming off like a self-serving douchebag i think it's kind of important to set the scene and just let you know who i am and uh how i kind of got to doing this podcast so i currently host a podcast called the prove me wrong podcast i swear it's not as pretentious as it sounds um it was just a phrase that used to get thrown around a bunch um, when i was in sports talk radio so i just thought it was apropos to then go ahead and name the podcast the prove me wrong podcast so it's not we're only trying to get proven wrong it's not like that so i mentioned sports talk radio uh, from 2012 to about 2015 i worked for cbs sports radio out in orlando and i produced a few shows um, i hosted my own sh or co-hosted my own show with my buddy brian called the sports click and uh, i had no prior radio experience um, until then i had worked in a few uh, restaurants and uh brian was out there a couple years before me and i was doing some editing work for him and he said hey you want to come give this a shot so uh like six days later packed all my shit and moved out to orlando which i hated job was cool don't get it twisted job was cool but i absolutely hate uh hated orlando so if you've ever been there you probably know what i'm talking about west coast best coast i'm all about that southern california life uh but i had a great time out there had a few things kind of go semi-viral if for you clipper fans you might remember this was years ago now but a, a blake griffin video of him doing his impression of will ferrell of will ferrell doing his impression of harry carey Remember the SNL skit where he was like, oh, if, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? And we were the ones that have filmed that. My co-host Brian had asked the question and I filmed it and tweeted it out to ESPN and ended up making it up on their Sports Center not top 10. But like I said, that was a that was many years ago. And we were credentialed for the Magic, um, an NBA team out there for those of you not hoops fans. 
So we got an interview. I mean, just like locker room shit. Uh, LeBron and a bunch of different guys. Kobe. Um, Tim Duncan was still playing at the time. But so that video went viral, I'd mentioned. And then for you fight fans, uh, this year you might remember a little fight between uh, Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. And if you are an active ESPN watcher, then you might have seen after the fight um, a tattoo that kind of went viral. Uh, me and my buddy had made a tattoo bet on the Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather fight. I chose Conor McGregor. He took Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, I bought into the hype of Conor McGregor. Sue me. But <laughs> I took Conor. He took Floyd. Um, whoever won the fight, the loser had to get the opposing fighters tattooed on their body. So for those of the, you didn't know, spoiler alert, Conor McGregor did not win the fight. Got his ass kicked in the fight. Won a few rounds, but that was just until Floyd Mayweather decided to step on the gas. And he got TKO'd, and I don't even remember the round now, 9 or 10 or 7 or 8, I don't remember when it was. So I'm a man of my word. So I went out on that Monday, the fight was on Saturday, got a tattoo of Floyd Mayweather on my leg. And then within 24 hours, that had gone viral, and it was in USA Today, ESPN. It was on The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Um, they did an interview <laughs> with me in the Lad Bible, if any of you guys read them. So if you ever saw that happen, you're like, who is that douchebag that got Floyd Mayweather tattooed on his leg? I'm your Huckleberry. I am that douchebag. I am that guy. So I moved back from Florida in uh, 2015, uh, helped uh, start a company called Brushback where we're making sports apps. I recently left that, and I've just been doing my podcast full time for the last few months now in the in-between trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. So when I saw that the lineup was going to drop, I thought, well, now's the perfect time to kind of get to this and get going, and I think we're going to have some fun with it. So I'm trying to line up some different guests. Um, some of the different writers and then like i mentioned even some of the redditors and hell if any of you out there have a good story um interesting anecdotes it we're going to kind of go through the faqs as this podcast goes on um like i said last year was just my first so i'm not an expert when it comes to camping and all the ins and outs for so for some of you vets if you want to come and hop on the podcast hit a brother up i'd be happy to have you so i mentioned last year it was my first coachella and my brother was coming out, uh, my younger brother Grant, he lives out in North Carolina, and he had he had done the pre-sale, so he was planning on coming for a long time, and he kept asking me, I mean, probably once a week, you going to Coachella? No. You going to Coachella? No. I just didn't think I'd be able to handle that many days of partying in a row. And also, I was a hater of Coachella, like everybody else, I too hated on the basic bitch posts and when i'm saying basic bitch that can be men or women just so you know but i i was guilty of also judging a book by its cover and not delving in so i was a fucking hater and the tuesday before i finally just bit the bullet and said fuck it let's go have some experiences so i Thank God I had some camping gear and thank God he was going with a pretty big group of people that I knew like one or two of. So they were going to let me fit in. So I actually headed up on Friday afternoon. I worked in the morning and then drove up around 12 or one or so. And then got to the, I had to go to will call to get a companion lot pass. Then I had to, um, obviously walk to camp from there. So I, I don't think I got there until about two o'clock or so, 
But on day zero, which would be Thursday, I got I got instantly put in this group text. And I don't I think I knew two, maybe three people in this group text. And all of a sudden I started getting messages at work that said 911-911. Call, call, call. Like, oh shit. What's already happened? Well, in their infinite wisdom, as they headed up on day zero, they realized when they got there that they forgot their, how do I put this? We're going to call it cereal. And you can probably gather what that is. Um, let's just say it was the, the party supplies and they had forgotten the cereal and they were going to need me to bring it up to save the weekend. But... It's not like I had a lot of time. I was trying to scramble because I decided on Tuesday and by Thursday or by Friday. No, maybe it was Wednesday, but either way, I had to be ready to go. So they ended up paying a buddy to bring the cereal up to me. And then I brought it into Coachella. So I say all that to say when I walked into camp on day one at like two o'clock in the afternoon, having to meet a bunch of strangers, being the guy with the cereal box instantly put me at the top of the vip list i don't for all you sports fans you guys will understand that reference but so instantly i made friends instantly i was um put on (laughs) i was put um kind of ahead of the pack where i could do no wrong after that i mean i've never been to a festival in my life i've never been to anything that big in my entire life my concerts consisted of before that i mean I went to Vegas's 100th birthday party. I think it was their 100th where the Chili Peppers played, and that was like 40 or 50,000 people, but that was 10 years ago. And outside of that, most of the concerts I'd seen were like Blink-182 and Jimmy Eat World, so it was small setting. So I've never quite experienced anything like that. And I'll tell you, going into walking past the gates and walking past security on that Friday, it's a little overwhelming. But the one thing that struck me the most, and I mean really quick on, was how good the vibes really are there. And I think we can all attest to that, especially for us people that are visiting the Reddit page every day, or I mean most days, is how nice the people are in that thread and how much of it is about the vibes and the good experiences. I mean, I certainly didn't expect, I mean, for those of you that have been, it's so hot and everybody has squirt bottles and strangers will just spray down or strangers will ask if you need water, which can be a little scary in the beginning. So, I mean, not only was I with a good group of people, but throughout the course of the weekend, I kept running into nice people that were really looking out for one another. And I didn't see too much of the brotastic shit, you know, I expected of course, you're going to get some drunks and you're going to get some people that aren't able to handle some of the substances they're on. But hell, that can happen anywhere. But I really was impressed with how nice most people are. I mean, sure, you get some of the the elbowers and those dickheads. I mean, that, that happens, especially when you have, I mean, what are we up to now? 125,000 people per weekend. I mean, you're, you're going to run into some assholes. Let's just say 5% of the people are assholes. That's going to be a pretty big number. But overall... I thought the vibes were really good. I mean, I I witnessed it myself. I mean, at one point, my brother, he's a bigger guy and was getting pretty hot. So he just sat down and we're trying to fan him off and everything, waiting for the next act. I think it was between Schoolboy Q and Snake. And nice lady came up to us behind us and said she was an EMT and asked if he needed any help or anything. We said, no, we're good. And that was just like one instance of things that I saw numerous, numerous times. So I felt like a dick at the end going I was wrong about all of this 
And even now when I tell people, I'm sure – as you know, too, when you tell them they go to Coachella, you kind of get that eye roll moment or, oh, Coachella, or if you go to any of the other uh, threads, I mean, you'll see some of the other festivals talking shit on it, too. But you don't know until you go. You don't know until you go. And I think that's why we all love it so much, because, yes, it's about the music, but it's also about the other thing I learned, too. It's also about like the camping. I know some of you are um Got a little bit deeper pockets than some people, and you're doing the nice Airbnb away. You feel like you're too old to camp. But really, when you ask me about like what was the best part of Coachella last year, yes, the shows were awesome. The music was great. But you also just look back to those times in camp where you're just enduring together because it's so hot. Clearly, there's no air conditioning. All you're doing is trying to remain cool. And that's really where I think the bonds were made. Sure, they're made in the polo fields and when you're dancing around. But that's only so great because of, I think, how brutal the rest of it is. I mean, it'd be one thing if you were like, imagine if Coachella was like on Maui in the spring when it's just wonderful outside. Would it be the same as it is when you're in Indio, it's 110 degrees, and you're sweating your ass off, and you're always worried about you're going to faint, but you get through it together, and it kind of becomes one collective unit, and that was something that I really, really wasn't expecting at all uh, going into Coachella, so... The vibe's way better than I ever expected, that's for sure, and also... I was kind of that salty old dude that just like drew his line in the sand where it's like, nope, this is the music I listen to. I'm not listening to anything new. What's this EDM stuff these kids are listening to? I don't want to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Hand, fingers in my ear. Get off my fucking lawn. Going into it, the only people I knew that I had to see was I knew Jack Garrett. And I think that was just from finding out about him on YouTube somehow prior. I mean, that was like a few years ago. And then I knew I wanted to see DJ Shadow. He was someone I'd always wanted to catch, and I was like, if I'm going to go, that's who I'm going to fucking definitely see. But when it comes to all this EDM stuff, this Dylan Francis, or I never thought I'd ever see Skrillex, and I mean, that shit was a lot of fun. That kind of set the tone for the rest of my year. I mean, last year, going back and I was looking at my Instagram, from like Coachella on, I mean, first of all, I hadn't been to a, a show in like 10 years, I think. I, th or I saw like Blink-182 when they went back out with Matt Skiba. And then since then, it was either the Chili Peppers and the Mars Volta was probably the band I saw prior to that. And that was like a decade ago. So getting thrust into that scene, it really kind of set me up for the rest of the year where I ended up doing a Royal Seco. I saw Big Gigantic again, who I saw at Coachella. Um, my buddies work on the Cruella tour, so I went and saw them twice, once in California and one in L.A. They used to work on uh, Gallant's tour, too. If you remember uh, Gallant, who played two years ago now. Um, who else did I see? I saw RTJ. But it really did. I mean, I went from listening to none of this music to going to numerous uh, shows over and over. Oh, Alice in Wonderland, Rez, I saw them all this year. So Coachella really was the catalyst that uh, changed my year. And it's just been an awesome time. So I kind of wanted to just like give you guys a little backstory on me. Uh, how I got to love and know Coachella and how I got to this spot right now. So let's get into the one thing that came out this week that we'd all been speculating over. I mean, when I look through, I mean, I think I've read every single thread there is on Reddit. No joke, because I would go back in previous years and try and find out when the lineup dropped and see what people had to say about it or when things had be, been leaked. And I believe this was one of the latest years ever. 
of the headliners being leaked. And granted, we all already knew that we were getting Beyonce. Is it Beyonce or Beyonce? The Beehive, right? So Beyonce. But you know what I mean. We already knew that she was going to be on the bill. And then the question came down to who our next two headliners were. If you'd been following along on Facebook or Reddit, uh, you know who had been rumored that it was uh, the Chainsmokers were going to headline and people were losing their mind. The thought of having uh, the Chainsmokers headline a Sunday, people were just freaking out. So then lo and behold, we end up getting the weekend in Eminem and people still freaked out. Wouldn't you know it? I don't know how you guys felt about it. If you would, if you guys like the leaks or if you just wanted to find out the day that uh, the lineup dropped of who the headliners are going to be. But I had, I was happy it dropped when it did because it gave me something more to look forward to. I was like, all right, here we go. And it seemed pretty solid, but a few of my friends still seemed a bit spec or, uh, skeptical of it. But here we are. We have The weekend, Beyonce, and Eminem. It's just too bad that Eminem just came out with such a shit album, though, right? I mean, are you a fan of that album? I, I've only listened through it, I think, twice. But there's just no of those bangers that we used to like. I mean, I think everybody's hoping that he's just going to come out and play the classics because if he just does that album cover to cover, people are going to leave. People are going to leave. But if he comes out and does the hits, and then, of course, you always have uh, the guest artist who might come out with him. I mean, he's been a guest artist at Coachella before, but I was pretty shocked to see that he had never been a headliner in all the years that the festival had been up. And of course, the big gripe about the headliners too, not only just being, as you see, can we just call them haters? I mean, you see the top 40s or the iHeartRadio comments and everything. But look, the weekend's pretty fucking big. As I look through Reddit, people are pretty damn happy about Beyonce. I, I understand it. Like, I, I, that's, I'm not going to go see her. I didn't go see Lady Gaga. Yeah, that's what I call her, Gaga. Get over it. And then with Eminem, I mean, one of the biggest of the generation, right? And the other thing is people were pissed off that there wasn't a, a, a rock headliner for the first time in Coachella history. And I understand that sentiment. But as you go through the lineup, there's more rock there than, I mean, in past years, right? I mean, think of all the cheese EDM that was there last year and look at all the rock we have this year. I think it's a pretty well-rounded lineup. And then you get... I mean, it has something for everybody. I mean, rock, gotcha. Hip-hop, obviously it's on there. EDM, we got there. And you don't have any of like the biggest, like the big EDM DJs which makes which seems to make a lot of people happy where there's not like the Aoki's of the world or the chain smokers of the world. So and you kind of got some undercover um, artists that I think when we're going to look back in the years past, we're going to go, we fucking had that. I mean, you, you saw it even like the way Kendrick Lamar climbed. Uh, he was, I think, was he bottom line or second to bottom line his first time he came out? And then he goes to headlining last year. So, and you wouldn't have ever thought that at the time. And now look at where he is. So this might be one of those lineups we look back in a few years and go, holy shit. And then even we have some kind of like the nostalgic acts where you have Sheik with Nile Rodgers, which that's going to be a dance party. Find me on the fields for that as long as there's not any conflict happening. I mean, that should be an awesome show. If you guys haven't, you guys definitely know who Sheik is. That's 100%. I'll, I'll pull up some of the uh, list of their songs right now. And Nile Rodgers, I mean, he's played. I remember watching him getting inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame a couple last year, a couple years ago. And I mean, he's played with 
everybody. I mean, I think everybody from the Gap Band to Pharrell. I mean, he's just, he's a bad mofo. So, yeah, they do the song uh, Les Freak, uh, Good Times. So, if you didn't, if happened to gloss over them or didn't check them out, that's going to be a fucking wild time. Uh, for the Mexican listeners, I'm going to butcher this name, but I can see how all of you guys are pumped, and it looks like it's a nostalgic act for you. Is the Los Angeles Azules? Is that the way? God, I'm such a gringo. I, I know I messed that up, but you get where I'm getting at. And for like you art rock fans, a lot of people were rooting for getting uh, Nine Inch Nails or Tool. Now we didn't get either one of those, but you still got a perfect circle. People are just looking past that. I mean, we still got Jason Mater Keegan. I mean, come on. A lot of people were pushing for the Nine Inch Nails, but you got a perfect circle. And then the dance parties of all dance parties, the first time he's going to play in the States in years, we got Jamiroquai. I was watching him on, uh, God, what channel was it? Like one of those MTV Live channels or Access. I can't remember the name of it now. And it looked like a fun-ass set. He's a little bit older, a little bit rounder now, but people are dancing. So I understand some of people's frustrations, but I think we're going to look back and this is going to be a great year of music. If you're looking for like a full rundown of like genre by genre artist, start checking out. I don't know if this is how you pronounce his name or not, but Redditor Sam underscore Schoonover. It's S-C-H-O-O-N-O-V-E-R. He did a full breakdown of all the artists by genre. So you can go in the search bar and search either his name or I'm going to read another 2018 Coachella lineup by genre and it will pop right up. And oh, by the way, for all you newcomers, the search bar is your friend. It's right there on the right hand side. If you have a question, chances are someone else also has that question or has had that question. So type it in the little search bar before starting another thread because the drinking games are starting to get ridiculous. I'm worried about people getting blacked out on a daily basis. You newcomers won't know what that means, but some of the people that have been around for a second understand the drinking game that's going on. So use the search bar, it's your friend. And then of course, going back to the lineup for a second, making their, dare I say, triumphant return after their huge breakout set from a few years ago is we're getting Odeza back. If you were following them on Instagram at all this year, if you happen to go out and check them out when they were on tour, oh my God, that's going to be a fucking awesome set, isn't it? Now, do they talk about schedule conflicts and having to pray to the Coachella gods? For those of you that are going to go see Eminem, aren't you also hoping that they don't put up Odessa right next to it? I probably won't be seeing Eminem, so I'm kind of hoping that they do that so it'll take a little bit of the crowd away because I think Odessa is going to wow some people all over again. I mean, if you haven't yet, let me go see what the name of that tour was they were just on. Um but their light show is incredible. It was such a big deal when they played a few years back because they brought out the USC marching band. And it just, I, from what I've read, looks like it stole the show. So now they're going around um, on on tour with a full uh, marching band themselves as well now. And it just looks like an awesome set. Sorry, I, I obviously can't multitask because I try and read and search. But hey, that's what happens when you're a one-man band here and you don't have a producer to help you out. But I can't remember. Now I'm getting confused between them and R.L. Grime if it was the Nova Tour and who was on. I think R.L. was on the Nova Tour. But go to YouTube. That's your friend like the search bar is and check them out. But I'm super excited to be able to catch them. Uh, that was the game 
Argonaut was playing when they went on tour. So they played San Diego and both LA and I live here in Temecula kind of smack in the middle of it. And I thought, do I go catch them? But I thought with the new album coming out and how good that album was, that it was very likely that they would be back on the polo field. So that was one of the ones I was, it it worked in my favor that I didn't go and yet they're going to still be there. The other one that I'm kicking myself, I just mentioned his name is the trap God himself. R.L. Grime. His tour looks so crazy, too. Oh, my Lanta. Fucking, he was coming out to the Lion King song, too. You know, like the birth of Simba and the stage raises, and then he goes into core. And I understand he was just there two years ago, but I thought with a new album likely on the horizon that he might be coming back this year. Maybe it was just wishful thinking. I mean, maybe a boy can just dream, but I thought he might be back this year, but he's not. And now I'm killing myself that I didn't go catch him on tour. He's playing in Vegas at the end of the month, but for those of you know, if you're into that type of music, when you go and see it in Vegas, it's not quite the same. For us Rez fans, it'd be like seeing Rez play at like a TGI Fridays. What Rez is, and it's not just that heavy bass. So much of what her show is, um, is the visuals that go along with it. I happened to catch her in Orange County just a few weeks ago, and that I, I'm... I'm still trying to find my mind after that show. That was one of the nuttiest performances I'd ever seen. I mean, it was like, I mentioned Mars Volta earlier. It was kind of like watching the Mars Volta EDM effect. I mean, it was just crazy. And for those of you that are into the EDM stuff, or if you don't know you are, definitely check out Rez. And I would recommend looking at her on YouTube or Instagram so you can get the full effects. The music's one thing, but when you see everything that goes along with it, it just takes it to a whole nother level. So I'm glad she's going to be there on Friday. I hope I don't die. Let's see what they do with the Sahara tent this year, because anyone that happened to see some of the bigger acts last year, like Dylan Francis, or I didn't do the Martin Garrix or any shit like that, but Dylan Francis... Uh, It was packed. Or even Empire of the Sun. Packed. Hell, even when I saw Big Gigantic during the day. Pretty fucking packed. So, there's been rumors if they're going to twist it or change um, where it is on the fields. The direction of it. That's the big word I'm looking for there. Or if they're going to expand it. I guess we'll know kind of once that map comes out. And holy shit, the other thing that people are mad about. Will continue to be mad about. That we're going to have to wait and see how the performance goes is Cardi B. People are so angry about how high she is up on the lineup, that her font's too big, that she doesn't have enough hit songs, that she's even on the lineup at all. Didn't know much about her. I went to New York back in November. Like I said, I went to go see Cruella, and then I went to a UFC fight out there on Saturday, and my buddy had introduced me to that Bodak Yellow song. Like told you, I'm kind of an old man on some stuff. When I start hearing all those Cardi B things, I'm just like, I can't, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. And then I went down that rabbit hole and now she's fucking everywhere. I mean, she just released uh, that song Finesse with Bruno Mars. And I checked yesterday in three days, 30 million views, three days, 30 million views. I understand your guys' frustration. I'm not saying, um, She's, I don't even know. I mean, to call her a musician, is she a rapper? I mean, she's she's entertainment, I guess. And people are going to go to her sets. And at the end of the day, don't go. She'll be playing on a stage. She'll take a bunch of people over. You don't probably don't want to be dancing next to anyways. And if she goes to continue this like meteoric rise she's on, Coachella will look smart in the next couple of years for having her build up, build that high on the, 
on the lineup, you know? So I get it, but everything is gonna be all right. And I wanna hate on her too. And if you, I don't remember what uh, festival it was at, but where she showed up, I think like 30 minutes late and her DJ just kept playing and then she complained it was too cold. Maybe, maybe it was Houston, I, I don't remember. But that's like a best case, worst case scenario for you guys, right? She comes out, she's horrible, and then you were right. Or she comes out and kills it, and in a few years she's even bigger and comes back and it looks even better for the festival that they were one of the first ones to put her that high up. So it can be a win-win or lose-lose situation depending where you fall on that fence. And one of the other names that was on the lineup that a lot of people were Googling and trying to figure out who they were was a band called Dreams. Um, didn't look like, if, I think if you searched, it was like an old 70s jazz band, and that was about the only information you can find on them. But I have now since learned, it's I don't have inside sources, I have Google, um, that it's actually going to be, um, I don't know if it's a duo or what it is, but it's um, confirmed to be Silverchair's Daniel Johns. Um, I don't know if you remember Silverchair, but they had a song called Anthem of the Year in 1999. Here, I'll play a little quick clip for you. Guys, you might remember this, you might not. For your youngins, there's no way in hell. All right, so you might remember that, you might not. Silverchair wasn't uh, one of the bigger bands, but it's him, and then it's gonna be the lead singer of Empire of the Sun, Luke Steele. So they are currently on Instagram, and they only have two posts, and you can find them at, it's at no one defeats us. Again, that's no one defeats us. And they, they posted a little clip uh, just yesterday, so we'll go ahead and play that audio for you right now as well. There you have it. So you Empire of the Sun fans that enjoyed that set last year, if you weren't there and you just like their music, that might be the set for you. So again, that's called Dreams, and you can currently find them on Instagram at no one defeats us. Again, that's at no one defeats us. And they also have a website up now. It's at www.dreams.band. But I'll link to both of those things in the show notes of the show. And also on YouTube, you'll be able to find those down below. So you'll be able to access it itself. But it's a, it just says Dreams and it has a, a scorpion on top of it is the main image. And then I'm gonna read you some stats and kind of just break this down real quick. This is from uh, Mark Ortega of PassTheOx.com. He really delved into the lineup and um, pulled out some um, good numbers here. So I'm just gonna read here for a second and then we'll kind of get back to it, okay? So he says 56 of 160 acts means women represent 33% of the Coachella 2018 lineup. And that's going to be a dramatic increase from last year's 25% and 2016's total of 28%. 
which which up until this year was a festival high mark. He goes on. Beyonce was set to be the first Coachella headliner since Bjork did it for the second time in 2007, but obviously last year her pregnancy caused her to cancel, so then Lady Gaga took her spot, but Beyonce will still be the first woman of color to headline Coachella in its history. This year's festival also features women more prominently billed than in the past years. Of the top three lines on each day under the headliners, women represent 21 of the 67 acts, or 31%. And last year's lineup saw just 11 of 64 acts um, at the top to be women, which was 17%. And finally, Coachella 2018 also sees females DJs, uh, sorry, female DJs Alice in Wonderland and Rez, Rez's Bay, featured on the fourth line of Friday's lineup, the highest that a female DJ has ever appeared on the lineup, to the best of his knowledge. So, correct him if he's wrong. I think he's probably right on that. I'm just reading from, again, Mark Ortega of PassTheOx.co. So, Friday, you guys excited to see Allison and Rez? Um, who are you looking forward to going and checking out? I think... I don't know where I'm going to go. It's I think I'm going to bounce around all day, but Rez is definitely on the list of people that I want to see. And another comment that we keep seeing, especially now since January 1st, is for all you weed smokers out there. Look, I'm a weed smoker too. I have my marijuana propaganda sign up here for those of you who are watching, but I'm a weed connoisseur as well. Weed is still not going to be legal at Coachella. But, 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 no, they, they make the rules. It's still not legal at Coachella. So it's a, it's a, it's on a not private land. So they don't get to really make the rules with it. In fact, even the city of Indio, uh, they're not even allowing the selling or cultivating or distributing of bud at all. So even in the city of Indio, you're not going to find any dispensary. So for all you people coming from out of the state, if you're looking to pick up some weed, not that I'm condoning drug taking or anything but if you're looking to pick up some weed you're going to have to go to the neighboring cities um it looks like i'm going to read here real quick palm springs cathedral city and desert hot springs will all be uh weed friendly so if you're over 21 you have an id you'll get to go pick up your marijuana and look weed was still illegal last year unless you had a a, a wreck which i did but you still smoked on the polo fields right not that I'm condoning you taking weed into Coachella, but you probably smoked hypothetically. So relax. Everything is going to be just fine. And I'll get you guys out on this. I kind of wanted to just do a really quick um, podcast on this one. I like to keep mine short and sweet. I, I tried to keep them within like an hour to an hour and a half. So right now we'll kind of go into a new segment that um, I'm going to create or that I have created called the Artist Spotlight. So really original name, isn't it? Oh, the Artist Spotlight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of bounced back and forth with a couple acts here. Um, I've been on the boards talking about these two acts a lot as well. One, I recently, I mean, I literally just discovered after the lineup came out because I was that guy that when the lineup came out, I went copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste into Spotify and YouTube and listened to every single act and try to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like or what I might like to check out. And one of those acts was Tosh and the Bangas. Have you guys heard of them yet? Holy shit. They are going to be, I mean, think of, uh, they're original. I, I, I don't even know what to compare them to. I was going to say Alabama Shakes like on 
two hits of acid or something, but it's not even that. So they're, they're not going to be my hardest spotlight this week. I might save them for a future episode, but I would definitely recommend going out and checking uh, Tosh and the Bangas. They are going to be an awesome time, and I think they're going to be one of those sets that people talk about for a long time after the festival. So this week, I have an awesome chick for you, and I had actually posted her as a wish list person uh, back probably two months ago of someone that I really wanted to see on the polo fields. And um, let's just get to that right fucking now, huh? How about that? Artist Spotlight. Yeah, boy! So this week's artist spotlight is none other than Australia's very own Tosh Sultana. Do you guys know about her yet? If you don't, you should. This chick is badass. She started uh, making her rounds in 2016. I'm going to read here for a second. She was um, Her 2016 single, Jungle, was voted into third place in the Triple J Hottest 100. Uh, the Triple J Hottest is an annual music listener poll hosted by national Australian radio station Triple J. Go figure. The public is invited to vote for their favorite songs of the year. And in an online poll, she got third place. She's amassed millions and millions of views on YouTube already. Uh, she just did a sold out world tour last year and I found out about her. I think, do you guys ever go through like YouTube rabbit holes? Cause I definitely do that. And I was going down a tiny desk rabbit hole that NPR puts on and I stumbled onto this chick Tosh Sultana and she is nuts. For those of you that went last year and saw Jack Garrett, think of Jack Garrett with like the expendables or pepper that meets like explosions in the sky if those three bands got together and made a little baby a music like a musical baby it would be tosh sultana I, i'm actually hoping that she'll be playing in a similar spot as that jack garrett played last year but she is a one woman band i think she plays like 10 different instruments she when she's playing, she's the guitar player, she loops everything, she uh, plays the drum pad, she plays synths, and then also, oh, she loops her voice on top of it and sings as well. She's just a badass bitch. I mean, have you ever heard of Flow State? They talk about like when you're in the groove, like when a basketball player's in it or a surfer's in it where just everything comes together. That's what she must be like at all times. It's one thing to listen to her music, but it's definitely another thing to watch her do what she does and if you're also a fan of mgmt she has a badass cover of uh, electric feel so you should definitely check that out but i'm going to play a clip of it real quick um for those of you that are just listening i highly encourage you to go check her out on youtube or on her instagram so you can see what she's all about because like i said it's one thing to listen to her but it's quite another to see uh how she manipulates everything and how she makes the sounds that she makes so i'm not going to play the whole song because it's about seven minutes long so i'm just going to play um a quick bite for you and then we'll move on from there.
Okay, so how dope is she, right? But I'm telling you, if you're just listening to the audio of this, you have to go check out who um, or how she does the things that she does. And it's pretty easy on the eyes, too. So, I mean, that definitely helps. But now you kind of get the groove. You kind of get the flow. I think she'd be an awesome uh, sunset addition to, like, Gobi or maybe Mojave or something. I hope they don't just stick her early in the day. I mean, she, she was somewhat high up on the list. I think she was, like, three or four on the lineup. Um, so maybe she won't get stuck during the day because it'd be nice to be able to sit in some shade and check out that groove and just listen to what she does. But she's a badass chick, man. So that was your artist spotlight for the week. If you have somebody that you want to check out, send them my way. You can find me on Reddit at uh, Grayson underscore Gregory. You can find me on Instagram at Grayson underscore Gregory. And you can also find me on Twitter at... Oh, you, yeah, you guessed it. I had Grayson underscore Gregory. But I have a few in mind, and we'll just kind of see where this goes. I'm going to check out the interest in this. And whenever you start a new show, it kind of takes a few episodes to kind of get your legs up under you and see what works, what doesn't work, what people like, what they don't like. So these things are always kind of like a work in progress. Whenever I was doing radio, it kind of took a month or two until every, I mean, then it's a bigger production. You have three, four people and you try and figure out what works and what doesn't. But when it's just me, hey, I at least know what I like to talk about. So as long as I can kind of start polishing the show up a little bit, I think we'll get there in due time. So like I mentioned with future episodes, I want to bring on some of the, um, some other Redditors, some of the moderators, I want to bring on a doctor to talk about safe partying practices. If you have any cool stories or insights, um, I'd love to have you on as well because, like I've mentioned numerous times already, this is a show for Redditors, by Redditors. It's all because we're people that love Coachella and we can't get enough. So I'm an open book. I'm open to suggestions. And also, hey, um, if you're listening, uh, it's Planty, the guy that's doing uh, the beer shotgun that did it last year. I'm in. You should come on and we'll talk about that. If you guys don't know, search the search bar for just um, Beer Shotgun. And he does one both weekends at 1040 a.m. on Friday morning. I know they had a big group. Hell, even I found out that my roommate was part of it last year because I happened to just search back and found a picture. And I was like, that's my roommate. And he's taking a shotgun with all these guys. So he was a part of it, too. So it looks like it's a... It's a fucking good time, and uh, so if it's Planty's listening, homie, let's do this. Uh, I'll down to shotgun uh, some cold ones with you. So, with the name being Cellocast, you never know. I might get a C and D from Coachella telling me that I gotta uh, pipe this shit down and not do it anymore. But at that point, I'll just change the name of the podcast. Not a big deal because, like I said, I already do have mine called the Prove Me Wrong Podcast. So, if you want to stay up to date, I'm gonna be posting this um, on the Facebook page. In the Reddit page, you can also follow along on my podcast page where I'm going to post uh, snippets and highlights, uh, and that's uh, facebook.com backslash prove me wrong pod. Um, again, I'm Grayson Gregory. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Grayson underscore Gregory. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast. I hope it didn't disappoint. Happy Coachella. Oh, 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 oh.